and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hi, guys. We are back. How was your week, Regan? It was good. It was the Thanksgiving come down. We're back at home and uh, getting on with life. Are you still in stretchy pants after Thanksgiving dinner? You know what? I'm not. But I mean, I always wear stretchy pants below <laughs> when we do this podcast because I'm really only dressed from like the waist up. <laughs> you got your, your jammy pants on today. I got my jammy pants. It's love snowing that. here. I have slippers on. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's just a snowy cold winter. How about you? It's been good. Do you know what, though? I'm on like week seven of Jimmy, six or seven of Jimmy being away. I'm really fucking bored of it. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I'm so done. I'm so like, and I get that my situation is not the worst situation in the world. I know, you know, a lot of people do solo single parenting all the live long day. Um, But that aside, I'm really ready for a fucking lion. Yeah, just really quickly on the back of that, something that kind of bothers me about society is that I feel like, obviously, we all know that people have it worse and people do a lot harder shit than the next person. But I don't feel that diminishes, like, your issue and where you're at right now. But I feel like we've all kind of made it, like, we can't complain about something because somebody may have it worse someplace else. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, oh my God, I totally know what you're saying. Listen, <laughs> Do you know trust what I'm me, saying? I know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> Do you see my Instagram account? Um, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I think you're right. I think, but I think it's really important. And I, I think I mentioned it a little bit last week sometimes. I, th- I think everybody's hard is different. Like my hard yeah. is different to your hard. And, right. um, and it doesn't mean that my hard is any less valid or vice versa. And I think people just are so quick to get sometimes a little bit uppity yeah and actually you know what I'm I'm very grateful for everything but it's still all right for everybody you can still be grateful and know you're lucky but go I'm fucking sick and tired of this and it's hard and and that's fine anyway I'm fucking sick and tired of it and I'm done yeah no, and I mean, I just, I don't know. It's just something that kind of came to mind because it's just like, we all we all have it hard in different ways and we all struggle in different ways. It doesn't mean anybody's struggle is less valid or more valid. Like, it's all fucking struggle. And we're all just trying to, like, do the best we can. And you don't know what's going on behind people's doors, God, no. you know? Like, it may look like they've got this very privileged, blessed life, but actually, you know, it might not be that way. So I think we all have to remember that Everybody's got their own shit going on. So, you know, just yeah. don't be a dick about it. 100%. And I feel like, you know what? Just give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like, nobody's doing something to intentionally fucking piss you off. Yeah. Like, we're, I, nobody goes out to do that. There's yeah. nobody I know that intentionally goes out to just piss people off on a regular basis. I mean, I mean there's, maybe, a, there's a couple of people maybe I some. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but not these two ladies on the other side of the microphones because everybody's got shit going on. Like, who has the time Listen, to maintain time? pissing people off all the time? But That's also, it's not energy, a fucking man. competition. No. Do you know what? It's not like my life's so much harder than yours. I'm like, no. I, I get it. I'm sorry. Like, what yeah. do you want me to say? I'm really sorry my life's not as shit as yours or that my current situation is a bit better than yours because right. I'm pretty sure I've been through some shit that was worse than yours. It just might not happen to be now. So can we all just chill the fuck out and recognize, let's treat everybody with, come from a place of fucking kindness 
rather than from all of our insecurities, because that's where all the cuntiness comes from, is our Absolutely. own insecurities. I mean, that's like what we talked about, Vicky, last week. Like, insecurity brings out a really gross person and choose to either release that person on earth or not. Keep that person inside and deal with it with your therapist. Uh, I love that little segue. It's so professional, yeah. straight into straight into the reality TV shit that we come here to talk about every week. There you go. I try. Um, so we did some polls this week, didn't we, Reagan? Well, I say we. We did. I did fuck all. Reagan has... That's all right. Reagan has... I just want to actually, do you know, I just want to take a minute to say this because um, it could look from the outside like this is a joint venture. And of course it is in the fact that there are two of us doing the fucking chatting. But I have to hold my hands up and say that Reagan by far does the lion's share of the fucking work when it comes to this podcast. And Oh, babe. And I had one job. I had one job, which was to do Instagram. And for the last two weeks, I haven't even done that. But I am determined to pick that back up. So I'm really sorry. But can we all just give Reagan Kempton <laughs> a round of applause? Because if she wasn't here, this podcast wouldn't be here. And that is a fact. Oh, babe. Well, thank you so much. This is what's nice about having, like, um, I work all by myself on a day-to-day basis. And something I really enjoy about this is just having, like, somebody else. And I think the brilliancy of having two people is that when some people are dealing with being home and doing whatever they need to do, like, the other person can pick it up. Like, it'll go both ways. There'll be times when I'm not on it, too. Well, I really appreciate it. And I think it's important to say that shit when it's happening. So just so that everybody knows... um, she deserves a big high five. Um, so we've got the Kardashians back this week and we've got Dallas back this week, which is good. We do. We've got a full load this week. So give us the polls though, because there were some good ones. Right? Yeah, you really went front in the polls this week. It was excellent. Dude, I was. And you know what? It was because I was doing them as I was watching the show. And I think that's how I have to work. Like, I just yeah. pause the show and, like, do things I was talking and about. And there were a few that I really struggled with as well. I didn't know where to go with it. So I, they were excellent. Thank you. All right. So let's just see here. Let's pull up some of uh, our polls this week. Should we just start with the... We'll just go in order, maybe. And we'll go do them order, and then discuss the, the show. All right, so this week on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, we had Chloe and Tristan and kind of all of these crazy gifts that Tristan is giving Chloe. And so we popped up a question like, should Chloe accept gifts from Tristan? 20% of you guys said yes, 80% said no. So I think, I think that's I a might pretty. I have said yes. Oh, interesting. We'll talk well, about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. And then the next one was, is Tristan being genuine? And 12% said yes, and 88% said no. I think I said yes to that too. But I think I was menstrual. I'm not sure I was in my right mind. Well, no, I think we can talk about these because I, like I said, I was doing these as I was watching the show, not after I watched the show. So I think there are some things that I threw up there that maybe was explained a little bit better. And then we also saw Chloe's birthday party with the twins. So I asked everybody, how do they hang over? Because I 100% hang over like the twins. Like and you know I'm I do. Dark glasses, greasy food. 68% of you guys out there hang over like Chloe, who are all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They must be which young. Which makes me super jealous. Yeah, they must still be young under, with no you're children. You're under 30. <laughs> you're either under 30 or you're a rock star. And that's amazing either way. Or you're just drunk um, but- all the time. 
Right, but 32% of you guys are like Kat and I who hang over like the twins. Um, And then I asked if you guys thought Courtney would leave Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and it was 65% yes and 35% no. So that'll be interesting to see uh, where that ends up. Uh, Yeah, I said no on that one, I think. I said yes. Interesting. We've got a lot to talk about, so should we go ahead and do it? Let's get in it. Cool. Okay. So let's start with Chloe and Tristan, shall we? Yeah. Um, I, so like I said, I put up that question about her accepting the gifts at the very beginning when like it was the necklace and the ring. And I was like, oh, he's so trying to get in there. Um, before I really heard kind of Chloe be like, you know what? Like I am going to accept these gifts because it's him being nice, but I want nothing romantic. So I think it's really like, I think it's fine for her to accept those things if she can have very clear boundaries. And I feel like that's what we saw in this episode that she's like, there's nothing romantic, but he is still going to be her dad. And it's nice to have him recognize how hard this has been for me and maybe try to make things a little bit nicer. And I think that's what I took from it. Eventually having seen the episode, I was like, you know what? Like, Yes, they're very extravagant, but also let's let's make this relative as well. It's not like Jimmy giving right. me that diamond necklace, no. which would be an astronomically ridiculous present. <laughs> you know, it it is a it's it's like an athlete who earns a gazillion pounds giving Khloe right. Kardashian a diamond necklace. Like it's basically the equivalent of Jimmy giving me like a twenty pounds boots voucher, essentially. <laughs> so for me, I was like, listen, take it, and he is still. She is the mother of his child, and if he wants to have a good co-parenting the relationship, then maybe he does have a little bit of legwork to do. He was a dick, cheated twice, right? right. Maybe a diamond necklace is a step in the right direction. That's what I I think. You're you're 100 right about the relativity of it all. I mean, we're talking about people who kind of money has really no real bounds. So to him, giving that necklace could be like sending flowers. I mean, it it could it could be to that extent. So no. My my ideas changed once kind of I heard her having very, like, firm boundaries about what the relationship was going to be also, like. And I'm pleased that she does because, like, it, I guess it would be easy to to start thinking, like, oh, well, maybe he right. is going to – he is changing. But yeah. she seems really resolute with the thing that she's like, we are not getting back together. That is not happening. He's cheated on her twice now. I mean, how many times yeah. does it take? Well, and with a family friend too. I mean, it's not like girl number one was whoever girl number one is. I don't even remember. But girl number two was like part of their inner circle. And I mean, I think that's dark and purposeful. Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. And I think, you know... It, if he's now making an effort to rebuild a relationship right? and Chloe is very clear about what that relationship is going to be, then I think that's good. And I, you know, and Chloe says at one point that she wants to have the relationship with Tristan that, that Courtney has with Scott. And I think the simple fact is that that is just a result of time, right? Like over time that will happen. And so far it seems to be going in the right direction. Um, the only thing with that is that throngs of us still want Scott and Courtney to get back together. Well, do you know what? I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. You don't? I actually think Scott and Chloe should get together. Oh, yeah. I'm going no, there. I, I, think, I, have always I think they loved, are no. my favorite couple. <laughs> I have loved their chemistry from like the get-go. They have amazing yeah. chemistry. But I don't know if it's a romantic Sex. chemistry or like Sexual. just a, Yeah, just like a fun... I'm sure it a is. A fun I'm, relationship... 
yeah i'm kind of being facetious but i do i do love their relationship um but yeah i think chloe is smart i have no concerns and just another reason like reason seven hundred and fifty three thousand, why chloe is just so sorted yeah she she's amazing she's so put to put ah she's so put together yeah in all ways she really is um and then there was this social media backlash for the twins, though, for bringing the necklace from Tristan. So many people thought they'd been shady, that they shouldn't have Jesus. been involved, that if Tristan... And I... Do you know what I have to say? I wrote, uh, yeah. before I knew about the backlash, I wrote something along the lines of... Um, I said, give some Tristan, the twins have helped. I wrote, no, she should have told him to set it up himself. And I guess... Like, I, you never know the context. It felt no. a little bit like she could right. have gone to Tristan. Do you know what? Look, give her the necklace, but maybe, like, you. De- I don't want to get involved. Well, but- what I thought was interesting was that Malika was like, yes, and Khadija's like, eh, I don't know if we should have done that. Like, yeah. I, th- I think that's interesting. I think as a friend, like, you you don't know. And, you know, obviously they they have more insight to Chloe and Tristan than any of us do on the outside. Like they are her best friends. I think if they really felt that it would destroy Chloe, they would have a hundred percent not done it. So I feel like they probably knew that like, look, he's trying to make up for shit. Chloe's a big girl and has these very strong boundaries and she is okay. This will be fine. And I feel like now that I've had some time to like sit and digest, that's where I'm at because I I don't want to discount their real friendship. Yeah, no, and that's what Chloe said on social media. She came out and said, for those of you, you know, throwing shade at the twins for bringing this necklace, just let it be known that they are not in trouble. They did not do anything wrong and we are friends and that's just how it rolls. So from the horse's mouth itself, it's all good in the hood. Nobody needs to get antsy about it. No. Um, but lovely to know that everybody has a lot of time on their hands that they can, you know, <laughs> send some judgmental shit the twins' ways. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like it either, but I wasn't about to get on Twitter and slam them for it. Like, this yeah, is so the, the thing, the, right? Right. Like, it's totally fine to have these thoughts in your head and not put them out there. Like, I, I, for me, my, my first inclination is not to watch these shows and then, like, tweet at somebody about what they did. Yeah, because for me, it's just fun to save it all up so I can have a podcast at the end of the week. <laughs> but this is how but we I'm get our not, shit out. Leanne yeah, Locke, watch, watch out, <laughs> coming. I just I don't use social media in kind of an in in that way to you like mean, in, be in, negative you don't towards use social other people. media to be a dick. I don't. No, I mean I, feel I, like don't I can either, be a dick but, in my own head. Of people do. Who knew? Yeah, I just I don't I don't personally see the point of it. it it's a lot of work. Yeah. I'm, I'm lazy. Energy. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. <laughs> I'm just too fucking lazy to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> too lazy to be a dick. I mean, that's fine. Whatever it takes. If that's what it is, then at least the end result is still what we're all hoping for. There you go. Um, um, and then we've got this t- activism thing, moving on to like the Courtney yeah. and Kim little kind of storyline with the Santa Susana plant. Clean up. The toxins and things that are coming off that. I mean... Yeah. This is like, it. it is, I didn't do the research, you did a little bit of research, yeah. but it is terrifying it in this day and age that this can be yeah. allowed to have, to have 54 children in the community right. suffering from cancer. Feels like 54 fucking children too many. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I will also say, I mean, we're, we're, think, we're talking about poisons done from like the testing of jet engines before people sent people to the moon. 
So right. it's it's very old radiation. So there weren't a lot of people living there at the time. City spread has now gotten out of control. 100% not accusing these companies of not doing what they fucking said they would and clean up their shit. Yeah. They are responsible for cleaning up that shit, be it Boeing, be it NASA. Like I wrote down everybody who's involved. Yeah, let's name um, check them. The department. The, go ahead. I was going to say, let's name check them. Boeing, yeah, NASA. NASA, Boeing, and the Department of Energy here in the U.S. all said that they were going to clean it up. And I think now they've kind of realized it's massive. And, you know, things have stalled. Like, unfortunately, I think that's the bullshit of fucking leaving things to the government and leaving things to massive companies. Because really, the DOE and NASA are both government agencies. Boeing is a privately held company, or maybe yeah. it's public. It's publicly traded now, but... It's a company. Yeah, it's so, not state. It's not government related. It's not a government, an arm of the no. government or run by the government. Um, no, but this I shit mean, is not okay. No, and I, and I get what you're saying. Like you're right. Yeah. This stuff happened a gazillion, like decades ago, before anybody really knew the fallout. That's fine. But, right. But I think the point is, is that they, they need, said yeah. they, in 2010 that they would clean this up, and we're now and they in haven't. 2019. 2019, that's where we are, isn't it? That's, yeah. where, that's our year for a couple a, weeks anyways. It's been a long week. Um, yeah. We're in 2019 and I think nine years, it's like, okay, you need to get this fucking moving because there are people living there and there are kids getting sick. And yeah, I mean, I just found it really, really interesting to hear that even the senator, whose name I wrote down but can't find, even the senator is struggling to get this thing off the ground. And I was like... I thought it'd be interesting to have a conversation about the role of influences in our society. And we're looking at a situation where a senator is unable to get some shit done. And so he's reaching out to Kim Kardashian. And I'm not making a judgment about whether the, there's no right or wrong here. I just think it's interesting that in today's society, Kim Kardashian is probably one of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about just amplifying community voice, right? Like, this is a, a relatively small community that, community that we're talking about, probably, you know, a lot smaller than maybe the rest of the United States. So for me, I guess I don't look at it as weird, as though, like, social media, I think, just amplifies people's voices. So I think if you've got people who connect to a lot of people, they can get this issue out there. Because, I mean, I had no idea that this stuff was going on. I'm in Colorado, not California. California, but I think if you can get a lot of people across the, you know, across the world, across the United States to kind of get on board with this issue, then it, it makes it a more powerful argument for the senator. He can be like, look, like these are pages and pages and pages of people who really want this place cleaned up from all over. And people can be asking their own senators because the way it's set up in the United States is every local area has their own people. So if it's just one guy trying to get this issue heard, it's a lot more powerful if maybe other senators from California or other senators from other states are like, no, this is an important issue. Let's all get behind this. So it's just about amplifying the voice, which weirdly enough, I think America kind of always has been about. It's just now done on a much different scale. But I, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I think my question though is, why does Boeing and NASA and... Uh Who's the other one? There's a Department of... Department of Energy. Of Energy. Like, they don't give a shit about pushing it until Kim Kardashian gets... Like, that's essentially what the problem is. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think that's the thing that I have an issue with. Like, while senators right. are trying to push it and while parents of sick children are trying to push it, these big companies are doing everything they can to, like, relinquish responsibility and dodge the right. bill for cleaning it up. But actually, it sucks that they're not 
taking responsibility until somebody like Kim Kardashian hangs them out to dry and says, look, my 100,000 million followers, these companies are willingly turning a blind eye on an issue that's theirs that is making kids sick. And like... You know, listening to that that when they go to the rally, the the event that oh, they do, so and heartbreaking. That, that woman's story about her daughter, like that, is disgusting. And you know, it's just a shame that people we have to use. Pe- when I say people like Kim Kardashian, I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. slamming her. Yeah. But it's a shame that that's the way that shit has to get done. No, it's totally messed up. But I think that's the nature of corporations, which is hundred percent not okay. But I think until yeah. I think. In, in my experience, every every big company and every big organization tries to get away with shit until you call them on the shit, like not getting a refund for things. I mean, it can be as small as that or changing a plane ticket. Like until you make a stink and it's like, no, I want this, they'll usually do it, but not until you bring it up. They're not going to like willfully do something. And I think, unfortunately, this is a much harsher scale by, you know, by all means. Um, and... I think these moms who reached out to the Kardashians are doing it exactly right. They're like, well, fuck you. If you're not going to listen to us, I'm going to make sure that you listen to this woman. And this woman's going to amplify our voice and make you fucking take notice because you're killing all these people. Well, and thank God there are Kim Kardashians out there because yeah. otherwise how the, these companies would be dodging this shit forever. And if there's one good thing to be said, said for influencers, it's that, you know, if they can use their voice to call these companies to, uh, to task, then go for it. Then that's what has to happen. But it's sad. I think it's sad that that's the case. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. It's sad that people don't take notice of small prop, like small, is- not small issues. I'm tripping over no, no, my mouth yeah. here. But it's. I think it's really sad that like one person is not, you know, that one death didn't make a difference. It's now a lot. And now we have to get everybody else involved as well before these corporations Stand up and do what's right and do what they said they were going to do. Yeah, this isn't like they didn't know about it. They've known about, like, we. this is yeah. just, like, we could get really ragey about this. But essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I hope that now that the Kardashians are on, that something's actually happening about it. Do we know? Have we done any research? Just, I mean, I, we don't really do research. I looked up we stuff. to find out whether they are doing anything about it? They haven't started yet. Um, it's just I think they're still gathering signatures and they're ma- getting the word out. Um, I haven't read that anything's happened yet. I think I think the difficulty is that you are dealing with three mat like you're de- dealing with two government corporations and a company, and they all have to combine together and do this. And I'm sure it's a much more complicated cleanup than everybody probably realized at the beginning when they said it was like I'm not trying to make excuses for them no. by any means, but it, it's a fucking complicated issue but they need to be getting on it and i couldn't find anything that said that they're starting now i mean this was i looked it up on monday and i wasn't able to find anything so i don't think anything's happened the past three days but well we'll keep an eye on it and if anybody does know anything about the santa Susana plant and the cleanup then just let us know because we uh yeah we'd like to know what's going on there and then before we move on from kardashians can we please touch on the fact that chris jenner bought chloe three puppies three holy not shit one not two, but three fucking puppies. And not even little puppies, not chihuahua puppies. Fucking Labrador puppies, big dogs. <laughs> and bought them because they were sisters. I know. And she was like, I just was thinking what would have happened if my ch- my daughters had been split up. <laughs> I mean, Chris, I get it, but they are fucking dogs. <laughs> they are dogs. Like, and Chloe ends up doing the responsible thing and finding yeah. them new homes because she cannot take on three puppies. 
obs. Who the fuck but, can take um, on three pep- three puppies? Nobody. But how funny was Kim when she was like, yeah, let's pay her back for getting my kid yeah. a fucking hamster. Because a hamster and three Labrador retrievers equal each other out. Yeah, that's the same thing. But I loved it. She was like, no, I think it's a terrible idea, but I will do this with you because we are going to get her back. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, she did the right thing, but they were cute dogs. It would have been hard to give them away. But I really hope she's turned 35. I hope that her 36th year is brilliant because she does Chloe deserves a good year absolutely shall we move to Atlanta yes let's move to Atlanta all right so let's move to the real housewives of Atlanta where we did some polls as well should we do do polls before like we just did yes this is a nice new format I like this yeah so we had a few polls come out of this week's watching the first one was the baby dance to twerk or not to twerk because Kenya had a problem that Portia was twerking with her baby at the baby dance place, even though she was wearing massive heels. Only 35% of you agree with me that Portia should twerk with her bad self. Like, it's a baby dance class. She has the moves. Go for it. 65% of you said no twerking. When you're wearing a baby, you you can't twerk. Maybe there's a say. I mean, I think that... uh, uh, Surely it can't be like a judgment issue. Surely it has... Maybe it's a safety issue. Maybe they feel like... Maybe an over-vigorous twerk would result in a baby flying out of a swing. Maybe. I mean, I personally can't twerk. I don't have those moves. If I had them, I'd be doing it all the time. But I think (laughs) Portia does. And she looked great. And that baby was totally, like, strapped in and all okay. And I don't know. I kind of felt like if Kenya could dance in those heels, then Portia could twerk barefoot. I think it's way more dangerous to dance in heels with a baby attached to you than it is to twerk in trainers. I mean, it definitely is for me. I have super weak ankles, and I think Kat can attest to this. Every time I wear heels and go out, I will fall and I will spill a drink. So that's just the way it is. <laughs> clean, clean up on aisle three, please. Um, yeah, it's no, I, but I just, um, you know, Kenya's just, a, she's become this judgy mom. She's the mom that nobody wants to meet at playgroup. Right. She's the mom that nobody wants to be meet at the school gates because her kid's always better and it's learning Mandarin and it's eating organic food and it's all fucking lies because what she's really doing is giving it a frozen fish finger to suck on because that's what we all do. It's just that we don't all lie about it. And I'm obviously joking about the frozen fish finger. I don't really give my kids a frozen fish finger to suck on. Unless they're being real twats, and then I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So any of you 85%, if you want to expound on maybe why, I would 100% love to hear from you. Um, Me too. Explain yeah. yourself. That's what I want to say. <laughs> Explain your damn selves. And then the next poll we ran, ran was about Dollgate, about whether it's okay to re-gift. I mean, the, the questions were Dollgate, Shady AF, or Fine to Regift. 81% of you said it was shady AF, as we all think it was. And then 19% of you said it was fine to regift. It's not fine to regift. I mean, it's fine to regift in principle. Like the actual principle of regifting right. is fine. But you don't regift to somebody in the same friendship circle while that person's <laughs> there to make a fucking. That's not fine. That's shady as fuck. Yeah, we all know it was shady as fuck. Even Kenya said it was shady. shady as fuck. Everybody just wanted to be shady. Whatever. And then um, the last poll we ran about the Real Housewives of Atlanta this week were, which team are you on, Kenya or Eva? And this one went, like, this one was kind of crazy to watch because I was watching it. It was like 50-50. It was right in the middle, wasn't it? It was, but now it's 61% 
I'm going to just say us because I voted for Eva as well, are on Eva's side and 39% are team Kenya. That surprises me a lot. But for as well, a while, it, it was it was big in Kenya's favor for a long time. So I thought that would be a landslide Eva victory because she is yeah. shady. But I really appreciate Eva's shade. Like I feel like she's not wrong with her shade. Well, I also feel like a lot of this again goes to the crazy retelling of what she actually said. Like. Yeah. What was told to Kenya was not actually what Eva said. And when Eva tried to explain it, Kenya was just not fucking having it. Like, I felt like that whole conversation at the Bailey, Bailey Q. Shit name for an event, by the way. 100%. And and it's very awkward to say. Yeah, it's really Change that, Miss Cynthia Do better. But um, <laughs> you got it. I'm really, you. I'm really salty right now. You, you I don't are. Know I don't, you are on I don't fire today. Say. I am. I'm like oh, salty I'm Thursdays. <laughs> We're also recording this a day early, so maybe that's it. Maybe this is Thursday, cat. <laughs> maybe this is how I podcast on a Thursday. <laughs> I mean, I'm not hungover, so <laughs> it's a first in a few weeks. So maybe well, maybe Thursdays we are where we at. We did also just have a, kind of a massive technical hit. <laughs> so that could have set me on edge a little bit as well. If there was a moment in the Kardashian chat where it felt a bit clunky, it was my fault. But it's fine. We figured it all it out. It won't, though, because Jimmy is a godsend and he'll make it all smooth and wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, back where, like, I felt Kenya was just talking over everybody at the, that the Bailey Q, the barbecue. That's all. I just have to That's say like, the barbecue. Call it the fucking barbecue. Yeah. Um, at the barbecue and just wasn't prepared to hear anything Eva said. And I mean, I a hundred percent agree with Eva that she should just get up and go because nobody, like she was not interested in talking about it. She just wanted to yell at her. And again, I think that comes from an inside place, not an outside place. I think it comes from a Mark Daly place. And I think Marlo, I I mean, Marlo did it in a cunty way because that's how she does things. But she's (laughs) like, essentially, you know, you're passive at home, be a bit more fucking passive here. And she's not wrong. My argument would actually be the other way around. Like, go right. home and be less <laughs> passive. How about that? But the point remains, I think Kenya is taking out her kind of pent-up yeah. aggro on this situation. And I think Eva dealt with it brilliantly. She's pregnant. She's got zero time for this kind of bullshit. And she's like, I'm zero like, fucks about it. Like, I did what like, I did. I didn't say what you think I said, but I can't tell you that because you're not listening. So th- yeah. this can really go no further. And also, Eva had every right not to bring her kids to that. She's right. Those things can kick off. She'd never met, she'd never really hung out with Kenya before. But if she'd seen what I've seen of Kenya, I probably wouldn't have taken my kids to that event because I don't want to see them. If I end up in some altercation with her, I don't right. want my kids to see that. Well, and I think that's the point. Like, I don't think... Eva was making the point that she'd do something wrong to the kids. Like, I don't think no. that was Eva's intention at all. She was just like, I don't know how we're all going to get along, and I don't really want to bring my kids for that. Plus, when you were pregnant, hauling two other kids out to a costume party, to be honest, the last thing I would want to fucking do, I would just roll up being pregnant on my own, saying I brought the baby, they just happen to be inside. The yeah. other two, I just can't deal with. Yeah, I, th- I really like Eva. I've got a lot of time for her. Um, I think she's sassy, but I think she's smart. And I think Mm -hmm. she's got a good heart, actually. And I like her fire. Uh, I think she's a bit earthy and a bit spiritual. I just, I have a lot of time for her. I like her a lot. I do too. And if that girl could fucking last through America's Next Top Model with that crazy shit, Real Housewives of Atlanta is going to be fine. It's a breeze. (laughs) Absolute breeze. So a little bit more. We've talked a lot about Kenya and Mark, so I don't want to necessarily dissect it too much. But I think... I think what this is, I think this is a slow build. I think it's difficult for Kenya to 
admit she'll see this as some sort of failure and I think it's she's getting there slowly but surely every opportunity where she can discuss this she's using it to do that she talks about it with Portia in this episode and going back to what I said last week she's like Mark is insisting that the baby is co-sleeping with them you know and I said it reminds me of that Jerry Maguire scene where he puts the kid in between them right like now he's literally doing that he's literally putting the kid between them so um, as much as I really don't like her, I do feel for her in this situation. But Especially if you're not getting any some. sleep either. Yeah. Like co-sleep. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know about anybody else. Co-sleep, I would have loved to have co-slept. I think the theory really warms my heart. But I did not sleep for shit. Especially my first one. My first one like was in our room and I couldn't sleep at all. No. So we moved him to his own room. We all slept much better. My second one was fine. It was probably because I was more comfortable as a mom and I could sleep with him even in the room, but never in the bed. And I still can't. I, I can't sleep tired. with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exhaustion could, just one. <laughs> I could literally do four lines of cocaine at nine o'clock at night and I'd still sleep like a baby. I would sleep <laughs> like a baby. Like, honestly, I'm not joking. The whole, I'm so tired. I can't even breathe. Um, yeah, I couldn't co-sleep either. And, uh, even now I can't, there's nothing worse than like kids in the bed, but yeah. I appreciate everybody does, but that's, I don't think, I don't get the impression Mark's doing it to nurture the child. No. He's doing it to God, put it, no. To, it's a barrier. It's a yeah. fucking barrier. And Kenya knows it. And she's just getting to the point where I think she's just feeling it out, getting the strength. So yeah. she can go home and sort that shit out. Because- well, and she's still in that weird place where she's trying to make everything perfect. I mean, she made fucking lobsters for a barbecue. I mean, with a seven-month-old baby, this is she's doing that. Thing like you're going, like she has to be, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's kind of where I was coming from when I saw that. It's just like, does it, I mean, maybe I recognize the signs because I've lived it and I've been there. But it's just like this girl's screaming for help. All this perfection stuff is so over the top. Like she just doesn't have control over anything at home, and it's a scary place to be. But. You still need to shut your damn mouth and listen to people sometimes. Like, it's yeah, too much. I mean, she just she's just looking for the fight all the time at the moment because oh, she can't like, have the because she can't have the fight yeah. that she really wants to have, which is the fight. So everybody else has to has to deal with it. And and I get it. And I and she's going to have to work it through. But I do think, um, I do think she's being really unreasonable with Eva. But I love the way that Eva deals with it. No drama. Right. She's like up and leaves. Doesn't but like. She also Go ahead. Go Sorry. On. I was, I was like, she also no do- <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. go ahead. There's no like hair flicking or door slam on the way out. Like she just gets up and goes like, this isn't for me. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. What I was going to say is Kenya also turns on Cynthia. I mean, she turns on everybody. I wrote Kenya is on a fucking tear. And I think yeah. it stems from <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said. She, she can't have the fight that she really wants to have right now. And everybody is kind of just going to have to ride out storm Kenya. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think we gift gate is another part of that. I think that's mean. Yeah. You know, it, she, she knows that she, even she says she's being shady. She does that to fucking hurt Eva. And I mean, it was even in the same fucking box. She just scribbled out the name. <laughs> did she just scribble yeah, out the name? Yeah, she did. She just like colored over it and like handed it to her. <laughs> you guys so should those, see her. Like Kat's face was priceless at that moment. Those people that said it wasn't shady. Who like, the fuck? I can. I'm going to give you the benefit of doubt and assume that you thought Reagan was talking about regifting as a general practice rather than the doll. 
Or you just answered it and you didn't watch the episode, which again is 100% fair enough. Or you just got slippery thumbs because sometimes yeah. that happens. When I put polls happens on Instagram, sometimes people message me and go, shit, I didn't mean to say that word. I meant to say the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hard. Um, but yeah, it, it, was an interesting, it was an interesting episode. Um, one thing that we should also, I think, talk about is we see Candy and Todd take and Kayla and Ace take Riley to New York. So I think, and I, I think I spaced out. I don't really know why she's Riley's doing in an New York. Intern- so oh, this is the thing. It. So she's doing an internship in a law firm, but she's doing an internship in Candy's entertainment law firm. So it's not like she's gone, mom, I really want to do an internship in a law firm. And Candy's gone, great. You go sort that. You go make that yeah. happen. Candy's gone, okay, fine. Here you go. Do it. And we're going to, her and Todd are obviously parenting Riley and Kyla, is it? Kayla. Kayla. Kayla differently. Um, and we were going to talk about kind of what side of the fence we're on. I'm definitely more leaning towards Todd's version of kind of parenting. Um, but I can see why Candy's doing what she's doing. Yeah, in my own life, I lead towards Todd's way of raising children, but I also don't have Candy's money. And like we kind of talked about in our little pre-production meeting, um, I my gut reaction was to be like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, I even wrote down like Riley was like, I have to freeze my own ice. Like she didn't know that some freezers don't come with an ice maker. She um, also doesn't like the square ice. She doesn't like the square ice. Um, I don't like ice at all. It's... It's I think this weird is so weird in my glass. that you don't like ice. Like, I can't get my head around it. So I'm like, but what is it about the ice that you don't, that it makes your drink so lovely and cold? What don't you no, like? It just, it? it makes a mess. Like, it, I, I can't, I can't work <laughs> it. it. Maybe, mess? maybe I'm just ice deficient, <laughs> but like, I don't like, <laughs> I can with a straw. I, I don't mind it with a straw, but like when you have to drink out of a glass with no straw, the is ice always hits your you? teeth. Oh, it babe. goes all over the place. I don't like water down my top. And I'm oh. actually fine. I'm just fine with my drinks. Like usually my drinks have been cold and fine. And in martinis, you just shake it with ice. And then you strain it. So you get the loveliness of the ice without the actual ice. And I think all drinks yeah, should just be made that way. I mean, I, I just think maybe you can work on your ice management skills. but yeah, once, or, or maybe it's not a big deal. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should just let the ice gate go. It's just um, me anyway. being very anti-American with no ice. Either way, uh, Riley is, I think, yes. what we would call, um, I, don't, I don't want to say entitled because I She's don't necessarily think that's fair. I think she's privileged. privileged. And Mm. you and I were talking about this earlier, and I feel like where Candy's coming from, and I could be 100% wrong, was that she was away from Riley a lot when when Riley was younger, when she was, like, you know, going on tour and, like, doing, like, building her empire. And now that her empire is pretty built and she kind of has a say over what she does, and Riley's always been a great kid, has never really gotten into trouble, always made really good grades, kind of always kept her nose clean, whereas a lot of kids in that situation don't. I think where Candy's coming from is like, well, I can do this for her, so I'm going to. Like, she's always been a good kid. She's pretty down-to-earth-ish. Um, <laughs> you Ish. know, why Why not? Why wouldn't I do this for her if I can? And it's it's not that big of a deal. And 
I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's the sense of like, like what we were talking about with Tristan and Chloe, like giving her jewelry is maybe like our husband's giving us flowers. Like for my kids, I do more for my kids than my parents were able to do for me. My parents did more for me than their parents were able to do. I mean, I think that's a natural thing. Um, I'm also really keen not to make my kids entitled assholes. So like, I think I mean, there's a balance that, there. Right? I also don't have candy money. I don't have can- no. candy-coated money. <laughs> but honestly, candy-coated money. Honestly, like, I, I kind of appreciated it when she's like, look, she does well in school. If she's doing well in school and she's not fucking up, then fine. And to a certain extent, I I get that. Yeah. But I do still think it's not going to do her any favors in the future. Like, I do think right. at the very least, like, if she wants to do a law firm, uh, um an internship in a law firm, like Candy can say, all right, go and sort that out. Like, right. rather than, no worries, I'll sort it out for you. Here's my entertainment lawyer. He's going to take you. Um, right. Like, I don't know. I think I know so, a lot of people that have a lot of money and kids and they still make them pay for shit and get jobs and, yeah, you know, do things like that. I just think she's, she's, it, it's, it's, it's doing Riley a little bit of a disservice, I think, yeah. in terms of, life skills. That's fair enough. So this law firm, does Candy own the law firm or does it just happen to be her entertainment lawyer's law firm? Oh, so it's her entertainment lawyer. So it's her lawyer's firm. Okay. So she called her entertainment lawyer and said, can right. my daughter do an internship there? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would be a liar if I said like my parents didn't reach out to people for me to get jobs when I was younger. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, a friend of mine owns a restaurant. You can go work there. I don't. But they didn't also say, "Here's a Porsche four by four. Oh and a, God, and a, no! I drove a 1981 Datsun 280ZX. Like the car was as old as I was. It was a badass car, but it was old as it was old as fuck. Um, no, but I guess I guess my point is, if it's not her family's law firm, we don't. I mean, they will they will put her to work. Like she is still an intern. Like, yeah. you know, maybe she's never going to be at that deluxe apartment in the sky, like Jefferson style. She may never be there because she's going to be yeah. working her ass off at a law firm. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I totally see both points and, um, yeah, I man, just it's think, just kids. We're all trying to do our are, best, kids right? Can clean their bathroom and pick up their shit and, and learn how to make ice. Like, I, yeah, I, those are basic life skills. I'm not saying that they can't, Right. Give her the apartment in the car, but like at least know how to clean your own bathroom. Right, right. Nope, fair enough. Good points. Um, all that's, my, that's my take on it. Anyway, I think pretty much, other than the fact that I'd like to just take a moment to say how much we both hate Giovanna, Giovanna. Oh, whoever she, she is, is thirsty as fuck. She really is. And she is. She's really irritating and she's adding nothing to the show. So can we just get rid of her? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, a show who has so many personalities like Atlanta, I mean, it's like we were talking about, it's like the major leagues of personalities and attitude and yeah. everything it's amazing like the about these shows. Of Housewives. I don't think we need bit players. Yeah. Sorry, you're, I'm, we're having some technical issues, no. but um, Especially not I don't bit players think like- you need any bit players. No. Especially like Tanya and Yovana, like if I just think they bring nothing to it. So I think let's move on. Um, Yeah. But yeah, she's really irritating. Right. Thailand. Let's go below deck. Which I think this is one of my favorite episodes of below deck. Yeah. And also 
praise to the producers for bringing Riley back because I genuinely feel like that series was in danger of becoming a massive yawn fest and she has resuscitated it. And I... She is spiced it the fuck up. I know she's fucking scrappy. I know she is, but I really like her. I can't not like her. There's just something about her that I just want to... I want to punch her in the face when she's being like salty and drunk. But then she wakes up in the morning and she's like, oh, I know I've got a real temper problem and I know I'm a bit of a dick, but it's just, it, it, it just winds me up. I'm like, I feel you, babe. I'm with you. You know what always, like, what just came to my mind is how like everyone's kind of like, oh, it's so wrong for Riley to act that way. But like the dudes can get drunk and be different people and do whatever the fuck they want. There you go. I wrote exactly the same thing there. Like, why is nobody, up until Riley came in, Kevin acted like a dick when he was drunk. Ashton acts like a dick when he's drunk. Nobody calls them out, but Riley does it, and they're like, oh, you're so difficult. It's like, fuck off. Like, this is such a misogynistic. She didn't even assault anybody. (laughs) Such a misogynistic approach to the hot, like, and and I wrote this. Like, it's a really, it's like passive misogynism all the time, casual sexism at every single level. And that is why I like Riley, because I think even if yeah. she's not necessarily consciously seeing it that way, that's what she's feeling. Like, those are the buttons that are being pushed. So as a raging feminist myself, like, that's, I think, why I adore her, because I'm like, yes, fight back, bitch. Well, and all the women at the table were like, he's been a fucking dickhead the whole time. We're so fucking happy she said something to him because he's been a condescending asshole. And I, I don't know why you guys don't see it, but he is being... Actually, no, we do know why you guys don't we see do it because it's fucking misogyny. <laughs> yeah, because you just think it's all right to treat yeah. talk to women like that. Like, that's why it is. And it's, you know, Ashton's one of the worst of them all for this. Like, and he really tries to come across as like this super cool, I'm going to be a great boss guy. But essentially, his core principles are pretty misogynistic. And I I have a problem with that. And I think Riley does too. And I appreciate that she's challenged. Okay, it might not be the smartest way. And it might be a little bit like fucking using a sledgehammer to crack a nut. But but I I get it. Like, go for it, babe. Absolutely. Like, I, again, I, you know, she was tired of being condescended to and she stood up to it right away. And I think we compare it to like other episodes where like the dudes have been disgusting and the girls are just like, okay, yeah, you were drunk. Like, that's not okay. Riley is saying it's not fucking okay. She did it in a big way and maybe we'll see some turnaround. But you know what? I think she recovered like the next day. She's like, I'm sorry for being a dick. But well, and kudos to Kevin, because for those 20 seconds that he apologized to Riley, I didn't want to stab him in the face. Yeah, it was for a those rare, 20 rare seconds. time. And then the yeah. rest of the time I went back to that. But but I could I can give him like a high five for being stepping up and saying he was sorry. Well, yeah, I Maybe mean, Ashton didn't apologize to Kate. A no, At, he didn't. Like, he never apologized. Sorry, I stuck my tongue down in your throat when you didn't ask me to. Right, right. That didn't happen. No, but yeah, no, I totally agree about Kevin. Yeah, maybe he just needs to not wear glasses. I think it's the glasses Look into some that LASIK. make him into it. Although he's kind of a dick before, but he's just an aggro dick when he's wearing the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at one point, I thought he might actually be dead on that bus. <laughs> yeah. He might actually be dead. I thought maybe all our problems had been answered. But uh, no, he woke up, unfortunately, so... Um, I do not know what's wrong with me. Oh, I do know what's wrong with me, you know. 
My period's I've... late. <laughs> that's what this oh. is. Not, <laughs> there you go. Not like, it's not like right. that. It's, the, it's stress late. But that, that's why I've just got all this pent-up rage. Yeah. The red rage, which is apparently why Riley was so ragey, because she started bleeding the next day too. Yep. You know, it's, a, it's a real thing. But you know what? It doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean no. those feelings are wrong because it's red no, rage. No, no, no. No, it doesn't mean she's wrong. It just means she's a little bit shoutier about it than normal. Right. But this is also the hookup uh, episode where everybody seemed to be getting some, or at least four <gasps> people. Penises we flying see- all over the place. Penises, making out, cunnilingus. It's all Pretty going down everyone. on the love boats. A yeah. lot. So we see Courtney and Brian get in bed together, and then nothing was talked about, which for me, I was like, didn't anybody else notice that? I mean, obviously nobody else was there, but... Someone also, was- isn't he currently dying from gangrene? I mean, he is. Maybe nothing sexual happened. Maybe they just had a little cuddle because he had his like leg propped up on the pillows, which... <laughs> His necrotic leg. I mean, that's nothing sexy about that. Of all the times that Courtney eventually chooses to like right. get involved is when his leg is like flesh-eating bacteria. Maybe it was a pity cuddle. Like, I'm sorry your leg is eating itself. Here's a little cuddle. <laughs> a sympathy cuddle for your Oh, man. And then uh, Simone, Simone and Tanner kiss, and then we find out like the next day that... Uh, he went down on her, and she did not have but to reciprocate. Before we go to that, yeah, can we can we just talk about the fact that he like blows chunks everywhere, and then literally goes and kisses her straight away? Holy shit! I didn't even I didn't even clock that. You know when he How goes to the loo that? and pukes, he pukes oh, his guts up. He goes and pukes gross. his guts up, and then he goes and snogs her, and I it's just. Ugh, I can't even. Six, oh. my, six, my worst thing though. So maybe that's like I totally missed that. Maybe something happened. Maybe I was I was doing polls. That's what happened. I was yeah, doing, you were doing polls. polls. Busy doing polls. So he's in the loo, <laughs> literally blowing chunks, and then he comes straight back in to snog her, and she's like, "Finally!" And I am green. Like I can't even. Anyway, she goes for it. She gives him the sick snog, and then. They go home. She says that she's intellectually confused about Tanner. Hmm. I mean, she didn't look, she didn't sound that right. intellectually confused <laughs> the next night. No. She, she sounded like she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, because it happened again, didn't it? Like, am I, am I missing, like, the time frame? No, because well, so, they, yeah, like, so, went out, so then they the had first, a day of work, and then a night and again, And then he right? went down on her. Got it. Okay. I was getting the nights confused. So... We did a poll about what do you think about the latest boat hookup, and a hundred percent of everybody said it was a one-nighter. But now I reckon Ooh. it was actually a two-nighter. But so I think two, that's I don't that's think it's a up. long-term thing, is it? No, not at all. And then we also did a poll about the Kevin and Riley fight, and it was 50-50. fifty-fifty. Fifty percent oh, really? people were on that's Kevin's side, and fifty percent were on Riley's side. Yeah. I think that'll be, I don't think that's necessarily because Riley will be wrong, but because they no. won't necessarily like her delivery. Like the approach. Yeah. No, her delivery, her delivery could definitely be work. But you know what? When you're drunk, it is what it is. We also did a poll on who would you rather be in the kitchen with, Gordon Ramsay versus Kevin. And it was astounding. 82% want to get in the kitchen with Gordon Ramsay and only 18% want to be in the kitchen with Kevin. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be in the kitchen with, Harvey Weinstein than Kevin, frankly. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm really aggy. I'll try and calm it down. That's Maybe right. I need another glass of wine. Um, yes. So we had 
and then of course we've got Kate and Simone that were a little bit um that are that are at loggerheads. And I and I really liked I really like Simone. I don't have a problem with her. She's sweet, she's kind, she's gentle, but I don't think she's great at her job. And I think that's what Kate has finally come to realise. I think you lost me there a bit, didn't you? I did. You just went a little bit spotty. I'm sure Jimmy will sort out the audio, but um, keep going. Um, I'll say, yeah. So I was going to say, I really like Simone, but I do think she's not being the greatest second stew. And I think that's the problem that Kate has. And for Kate, this isn't necessarily personal. She's like, in terms of the job that you're here to do, you're not doing a great job. You know what? I 100% agree with you. And I think it's a little bit ridiculous that Simone thinks she is being a good stew, like a good second stew. Like I honestly think Simone has the third stew job nailed. And I think she probably took this job to learn how to be a second stew, which is fair enough. However, like her service game needs to step up. I mean, Courtney is a great second stew on service side and a terrible third stew on like being able to do the laundry and things like that. Um, And I think they both need to like learn the other sides of the job. Like what, Simone lacks, Courtney has an aces. What Courtney lacks, Simone has an aces. So together, they're kind of the perfect person, but there needs to be three of them. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I have to say, when you know, even cutting the fruit, like Simone can't even cut fruit for a drink. And yeah. like Kate's like, Kate's like, it's like Helen Keller cut an orange. Like, and she's not, she's not wrong. But why right. is it that Simone... Has it's supposed to have all of this experience, but isn't, but isn't really delivering on it. Yeah, it's it's not cool to try to do a job and not deliver on it, and then try to make it somebody else's fault. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I have an issue with. We did a we did a question, the kind of sticker about what people think of Kate this season. Um, someone, uh, uh, Smithy2602 wrote, love her. Somebody else wrote, she gives zero fucks. I wrote, she's brilliant. She's got, her patience is at an all time high. <laughs> I think I wrote, I love her too. She's great. Yeah. Uh, someone wrote meaner than usual. Poor Simone. Another person wrote a bit boring. Someone else wrote. Not poor Simone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I just don't agree. I think people take this shit too personally. And at the end of the day, it's a job. And I think, you know, I don't think. I don't think Kate's been mean. I think Simone's pushed her. She's like, she's pushed her into a position where she wasn't necessarily ready to talk about it. And I think Kate would have approached it in a professional way, but Simone's pushed her and she's gone back with the reality of the situation. Just because you don't like what you're hearing doesn't mean she's being mean. Right, right. Or wrong. I mean, sometimes it's hard to hear that we're not doing a, you know, a job well enough. And sometimes you just got to take it on the chin, move on and do better. Yeah. It's never great, but you just need to suck it up and move on. Yeah, but I think we're looking at a big Kate meltdown next week. That's what the previews <gasps> showed us. I know, us. that looks so exciting. So uh, we'll definitely have more <laughs> to speak on next week. Should we move to the OC? Sure. Let's do it. I've got a cough, Let's, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to, uh, so we did a sticker question about what we thought about Vicky so far this season, I responded, so good, but a throwback to 2012, Vicky. Someone else wrote, uh, shit stirrer, hot. <laughs> One of our uh, brilliant followers wrote, twat, and then also said again, but fucking entertaining, which 100% we agree with you on that. Another <laughs> uh, person wrote, narcissist, 
And uh, another person wrote, do good and good will follow. So um, I think we're all kind of on board with who Vicky is um, this season. We definitely saw a throwback, I think, to like Vicky in the Brooks days with like the crazy screaming outside and all this nuts stuff. But um, we're still, in Florida. We're still in Florida with these ladies. Yeah. Kat does a brilliant impression. I think she's doing it now, but yeah, then it froze hot. in a very it's, unfortunate position. It's, it, it's hot and the girls are... The, the thing about this is that we start off where we left from the last one, like exactly where right. we left. With with Kelly and Tamara having this fight at a pool bar, Tamara walks off five and Kelly's fucking fuming. Five minutes later, she walks back and this apology from Kelly comes out of left field. And I have no idea. Like, this is what this woman, this is why she's so crazy. Like, one minute yeah. she's literally raging. The next minute she's apologizing. She's so volatile that it's, you never know what she's going to do next. But she apologizes. Tamara, I guess, is so blindsided by it that she doesn't know whether to accept it or not. It, it's She's kind of stunned by it. Right. Um, she plays the victim, obviously takes the opportunity to play the victim, which... While while she's not, um, while she wasn't doing what Kelly thinks she was doing, let's not forget that she's <laughs> shady as fuck. Um, and obviously Shannon's involved as well. But I just it's I just can't keep up with Kelly. I just find her terrifyingly volatile. Yeah, I think she she must be going through a lot. We did a poll about what do people think this truce. Will- last or not 93 percent, no way seven percent said it totally would um but yeah i personally i i don't think it will i think um i think this is just par for the course i i don't really understand where kelly's coming from um i think it could be really obviously it's really hard when people talk shit about you and whatever but I just think like it just it goes to a place where I, i'm confused about what's happening yeah, and she does say, like, she has that dinner um, with Emily and somebody else. Bronwyn. I remember. Bronwyn. And she does say, yeah. you know, I have an anger problem. Um, and I think she realizes that. And I think she's right. It is learned behavior, and her mum was angry, yeah. so she's angry. Um, makes me worry about my kids. But... Uh, but yeah, I think she needs to work on it. Maybe she recognizes that she needs to work on it. And actually none of them come out of it very well. No. No, um, it's such a it's such a mess. Um they go to the drag show. Um so that well first they drive we get to Key their West. Drag so they make the drive from names. Miami to Key West. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they drive to Key West. We see Kelly vomiting out the car. Uh she gets car which, sick. Which is so hilarious because it like have you ever seen it doesn't matter that she's vomiting out of a Maserati it still looks fucking rough as shit do you know what I mean it doesn't matter what kind of car you're vomiting out of if you're vomiting in public out of a car window it's still not a good look We are struggling with the sound. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah. yeah. So All the vomit so is to Key West. Yeah, the vomit is gross. And then we get a few drag names from the girls. We get um, Bronwyn's drag name. But we get Gina's drag name, which is Georgina Lacroix. Yes. And, and we get Bronwyn's, Bronwyn's drag name. Who is bosoms is, galore. Yeah, exactly. Mainly because of her talent for lactating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's amazing. Um I think my mine would just be eye bags galore. I'm too fucking tired to be a drag queen. 
Just too tired. Yeah. We decided we would come up today with drag names on the spot and my brain doesn't work that way. So uh, I may have to come back to you with that one. We'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back to you with uh, with that. But mine, I'm going with Ibag School Law for now because that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, I mean, they do the drag show and then we have this massive fight with Vicky because, because yeah. uh, Gina finds out, she thinks that it's wrong and they should tell Kelly. Shannon then decides that she's the one that's going to tell Kelly because she's going to do her a solid. There was something like that's how she felt yeah. about it, which didn't seem right. That's fine. Um, and then all fucking hell breaks loose and we get the Vicky of yesteryear. Yeah, just screaming and being psychotic. I also want to say about the drag show, like Vicky has become so fucking lame about things that like she hasn't planned or whatever. Like she was just gross about the drag show and like I guess didn't understand it. I, I don't know what her problem is. Well, she's just but become I, this prude, yeah. and I don't like. Wh- it's, I just don't like it, and and she'll always rat like rag out somebody for being like getting their boobs out or jumping in a pool naked, all the rest of it. But when it's just the three amigas, it's fine. But when Bronwyn's involved, like previously, then it's not fine, and it's just jealousy. Well, but and it's all this shit that Vic, we have seen Vicky do all of these things yeah. throughout the multitude of years of you know that she's been on the OC. She's like the OG of the OC. She has done all these fucking things before, and I just I don't like it. I don't like it that now she's all like, oh no, like I'm too good for all this shit. It's like, dude, a Steve will understand. Like if you're not being gross yourself, your your partner will be fine. And B, like stop being a stuck up bitch. I know she's such Calm a fun the fuck vacuum. Down. Yeah, she's. I, and also, she's just. I don't know whether she's mean or whether she's just tactless. And I think it's probably a little bit of both. But when they're having dinner, right. and she says that thing with Shannon there about Gina. They're talking about Gina and Matt, and she said, "Oh well, um, they're not going to check out if they're in a happy home." And I just think, holy mm-hmm. shit balls! Like, really, you're going to blame Shannon or Gina or the woman, right? For a guy's infidelity because she didn't make a happy home. Like, come on. Yeah, Vicky. and I think I think in that point she was just being tactless because I think the point she was making was that she checked out because she wasn't happy with Don in the relationship. But it's like, well, then just fucking say that. Like, you don't need to make yeah. these vast general statements because you did it that that's what everybody does. Like, it's not. Yeah, no, I agree. She doesn't think. Um, I don't know. I mean, I... I don't know whether this is just a one-off for Vicky or whether we've got Ragey Vicky back, but um, either way, I mean, you know, she's always good to watch, but I just, I sort of wonder if Kelly's going to start figuring out her anger and seeing if she can keep a check on it. Cause the way that she, the way that she lost it at, on the floating bars, you know, the floating yeah. tiki bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just literally, she couldn't get the venom out quick enough. She couldn't think of nastier things to say quickly enough. And you could just see she was off the reservation at that point. What's so interesting to me is I actually think Vicky and Kelly are very, very similar because like the, when they were at the bar that night, when Kelly was being like all calm and whatever, and she brought up Brooks, like we saw Vicky of 2012, just like screaming, being psychotic, like talking all this shit, saying really mean stuff. And then like the next day when they're on the Tiki bar, we see the same thing out of Kelly. Like we see that... She's really trying to be good about like keeping it shut. And then it's like a faucet turns on and just like vile bullshit comes out. 
Yeah, I don't understand it at all. But I'm, you know, I think we're going to see her try and work on it. I think there was a bit of a teaser for that. So hopefully that will be, um, that will be what happens, but we'll see. Well, I think it was really smart for them to do separate dinners. Um, when I look at the separate dinners, I think I'd much rather be with the Trace Amigas um, out and about versus Kelly, Bronwyn, and Emily just having a quiet dinner and then going to bed. Um, but Vicky gets so hammered that she ends up in the hospital again. I know. I don't think it's anything too serious, but fuck me. She doesn't half make a drama out of it. Jesus Christ. Every every holiday. Every holiday every that holiday. Vicky has been on, she ends up in the hospital. I know. Ridiculous. Um, all right. Well, let's see what happens there. Um, hopefully they're back in Orange County next week and we can get the skinny on what's going on with Kelly. But um, for now, should we move to New Jersey? Let's move to New Jersey and back to Jamaica. Mon. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't resist. <laughs> There's a bit of a too big of a pause between that for it to work, but it was good. <laughs> so uh, the girls are going on two separate days today. We see a group of them um, going horseback riding with the poo water, and we see a bunch of ladies also just setting themselves on the beach. So we see, um, who is it? It's uh, Jackie... Margaret and Jennifer go horseback riding in the water, which to me looks supremely unsafe. Um, and I felt really uh, bad yes. for the horses. Like those horses don't want to go in there. I really didn't like that at all. Like watching them literally yank them through the water. And yeah. All that poo in the water and everything. That just felt really like that moment where you're riding elephants. Like it just didn't feel good. Yeah, no. Those horses were not in there by their own volition. I felt like those voices were, or those horses were um, being assaulted. They should not be made to go into the water. That was not what they wanted. They were screaming no with their eyes, and that just should not have happened. Yeah. And Jennifer falls off in the poo water and gets a little bit in her mouth, which I think she kind of deserves. Uh-huh. I agree. It was her choice to do that anyways. Yeah. That, was, that felt like karma to me. There you go. I would have much rather been with the ladies on the beach. I thought it was really nice seeing Melissa and Teresa getting along, but not in the traditional way. Like, I feel like Melissa is definitely more ballsy with Teresa, but I actually like their friendship. Like, I feel like their friendship is a little bit more even right now than it ever has been in the past. And so I thought it was nice. Well, I think as well, Teresa's, um, Melissa's figured out how to handle it. Like, she just Mm. knows that there is something she just needs to keep to herself. Like, you don't have to challenge Teresa on everything. If you feel a way, then just sometimes you just have to let it slide. So I think that's how she's handling it. And I think it's working for both of them. I still love Teresa. And I think that she, I like the way she's talking about how she was like the queen of the Jersey Shore. And now she's just a little bit too sophisticated for that. But I was like. That was like, Melissa. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. I yeah, meant yeah, Melissa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I meant Melissa. Um, and I, you know, I like the way that she's kind of, she's grown. I think she really has grown from like the Queen yeah. of Jersey Shore to actually being a really decent, self-aware, kind-hearted soul. But now she also doesn't take any bullshit. And I think that's, she's, I really have a lot of time for her. No, I totally agree. Uh, what I don't understand is where Dolores's beef with Jackie has like all of a sudden come from. She like does a 180 and just becomes a massive bitch. And I like Dolores. Like, me too. What the fuck? I have absolutely no idea where this has come from. And it took me a while to kind of, I was like trying to figure it out. And 
I was thinking a lot about actually more than I probably should have been thinking about it. Right. But I just suddenly realized that actually I think what it is is that uh, Jackie challenges Dolores on everything that she's ever known. I think Dolores is quite old-fashioned in her views mm-hmm. and her approach and her principles. And I think what Jackie does is kind of hold up a mirror to her and makes her start to question who and what she believes in. And I don't think she likes that. I think that makes her feel really uncomfortable. So rather than deal with that shit, she just wants to put Jackie in a box and shut and like lock it. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Like I also think Dolores may be a little bit jealous of Jackie's ability to be sensitive and kind of show her feelings. Like, I don't think Jackie's oversensitive. I definitely don't think she's fragile, which are two things Dolores said about her. But I think that really challenges Dolores's feeling. I think Jackie makes a good point. Like Dolores is like show no feeling at all. I mean, her husband cheated on her when she was pregnant and like they're living together again. Like, yeah, it happened years ago and they may have done a lot of healing through that. But at the same time, you still have emotion about that and it is okay to show emotion for Jackie. It's just not okay for Dolores. And I think that's the biggest problem. I also didn't like how Dolores was trying to make it sound like everybody felt that way because Dolores was literally the only one saying that. Yeah. She was the only one. And, and she really tried to throw Melissa under the bus and Melissa's like, no, that was what you said. Um, but I, I just, I hope that Dolores can figure this out because I really like Jackie and I actually really like Dolores. And I think if they gave each other like the benefit of the doubt, I actually think it could be a really good friendship. Well, and I think we saw it kind of starting out to be one when Dolores was uh, opening up about her charity work and with these families and Jackie was there and kind of saw all of that. I felt like they were being really good friends. Like for me, this argument came out of fucking nowhere. Like I had no idea that Dolores had all these issues with Jackie. No, and I don't think she really did until it was kind of just, I think something's triggered it, something's pushed a button, she's decided she doesn't like her, but I don't like the way she's throwing it back at Jackie as if Jackie's being crazy to be upset about this, like she's harping on about it. It's like, no, you've just said that you don't like her. It's okay for her to try and explore that and figure it out. Yeah, 24 hours does not dragging on make. Responding to something that you heard about somebody saying about you is not dragging it out and not letting it go. It's reacting to how you're in, you know, looking at your feelings about it. While the girls are having lunch on the beach, the boys are at home having a poker night. And I have to say, I really like the boys. Like they're just, they're kind of, they're able, I like the way they can just take the piss out of each other and laugh it off and nobody's getting their knickers in a twist about it. Absolutely. I think the women could learn so much from the men in this franchise because the dudes get along great. They give each other, they they make fun of each other. They give each other shit, but they're friends at the end of the day and they're just having a good time. I just want to touch on like the fact that Joe brought up that if married people are only having sex one time a month, something's wrong. And I want to challenge you on that, Mr. Gorga, because I feel like actually if you were having more sex <laughs> I think than I should that, definitely challenge that. You just deserve a medal and you don't need to rub it in everybody's faces. <laughs> yeah. Five times a week. I mean, I have I actually believe they probably do. Um, but five times a week, I think, I know, I mean, maybe I'd be up for it five times a week if we, if I had the help and the resources that they have, maybe if I didn't have to put the kids to bed and then come downstairs and like cook another meal and clean up the kitchen and then tidy up the living room and put all their fucking toys away and maybe get their uniforms ready for the next day. Like maybe if I didn't have to do that, 
I'd feel more inclined to shag my husband. But by the time I'm done with that, I'm so tired that I, I it's literally the last thing I want to do. I'd like to know if it was that way when all the kids are young, because I could definitely see it being now because all of their kids are old enough and can do a lot of stuff themselves and they have help. So like when you have like a bunch of older kids, like they're all above the age of 10, you know, they're teenagers and whatnot, then maybe you have more time and you can do that. But it'd be really interesting because those kids are not that far in age apart. Like, you can't tell me, yeah. like, when they, they had the third baby that it was all sexy, fun time and roses. Like, maybe they've been away from it far enough where they don't really remember. Yeah, rose-tinted glasses and all that. And, yeah. you know, and I think for the, until your youngest kid is, like, six, seven, 14, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think once a month, fuck, I'm lucky sometimes if I can get my head together to do it once a month. Yeah, or even in the same place. Yeah, I do have a friend, though, I'm not going to say who it is, but I do have a friend who's like, no, like my mom told me just twice a week, you just got to do it twice a week, do all of that. She's like, and especially if they're going to go and see their mom. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably really good advice. I'm like, why? What are they going to do with their mom if they don't have sex with you first? She's like, you just Just talk shit about you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I cannot wait to find out who that friend is off air. Uh off air so yeah that's uh i think kind of that's new jersey in a whole this week uh next week we're gonna see a roast done by jen which could go either way so i'm looking forward to it yeah either way it's gonna be interesting um so dallas dallas and thailand last one we're we're almost there guys thanks for hanging in with us <laughs> I, could, I just um, got to say, it's been a challenge because if, if you don't know, like we do this on Skype, so the only way we hear each other is via Skype um, because we record our audio separately. So if Skype crashes, we literally have no idea what the other one's saying. And we have really struggled through this one, haven't we? It's been, yeah. so I think it's my internet connection, but for some reason, half it's been the, the worst shit, today. I mean, I'm going to listen to this podcast because I genuinely yeah. have no idea half the shit you said. <laughs> Let's let's see if the conversation actually messes up. This is like a choose your own adventure version of the podcast. <laughs> well, it's like Jimmy's really going to earn his money this week. Oh man! I mean, all that his money. No that money. We pay him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Dallas. Um, I think Deandra is still being a dick about this whole dress thing at the very beginning. This is what we open up with, and like, I just feel like, come on, like you wouldn't feel the need to continually defend yourself if you thought you were fine. Like, yeah, just own up to it and move on. I'm, I'm tired about the I dress. D- do you know what I do think it is? I think oh, this is the only way I can justify it because I actually think Deandra's kind of got her head screwed on a little bit. I think she's fairly moderate. I don't think she's out to be a bitch. So this, wh- what I kind of feel about this is that it's almost because it's Leanne. It's like she's chosen this is the time she's going to stand up. She's not going right. to cave. Like, and I think that's what's going on rather than she genuinely thinks what she's done is okay. Like, I think she's just like, I'm not going to cave to Leanne again. I'm right. not going to be the one to I'm say I'm taking sorry. a stand. I'm taking a stand. It's the wrong time to take a stand, but I feel like that's maybe where it's coming from. 100%. And on this, I'm, I'm pretty firmly like, I stand with Leanne and Stephanie and everybody else. Like, the joke went too far. However, yeah. when Leanne is talking about it on the bus with Carrie, she says... It would be like if you brought out your necklace and I called them anal beads. And I'm like, 
bitch, you actually said that. That happened in Mexico. Like, just a couple episodes ago. It wasn't that long. Yeah. But I, I think she's genuinely forgotten she said that to her. I mean, she must have done. Because otherwise, it's such a ridiculous statement to say. She must yeah. have genuinely forgotten. Was she drunk at the time? Maybe she was so no. drunk. She- no, she was sober at that dinner because it was like when all the Cameron stuff kicked off. Like it was the birthday dinner. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare. And then like Brandy and her had it out. And then they like it, it was a mess. I mean, maybe she didn't remember it because it was a psychotic night. But I just found it really interesting that she used the exact same words yeah. she had said to Carrie in Mexico about her necklace. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think we could all agree DeAndre and Carrie. I mean, Carrie eventually apologizes and does yeah. say that she's sorry. Cameron's the one that sort of brings her around a little bit. And we talked a bit in our pre-production meeting. We don't hate Cameron this week. Yep, that's where we're firmly on. We don't hate Cameron this week. Reagan almost said earlier that she quite liked her. And I was like, I can't think, we, I don't think we can go that far yet. But we don't just hate said, her. Yeah, she's okay. I would drink beers in a bus with her. At 9 a.m. in the morning, by the way. At 9 a.m. in the morning. It's 9 p.m. in Dallas. It's fine. <laughs> it's always 9 p.m. somewhere. Um, Absolutely. And But they have some interesting chats. They talk about whether they've had sex in public. I love that Cameron's like, no, I've never had sex in public except in the stairwell of an apartment block. That's That counts, babe. That's public. <laughs> She's like, oh, but I, but I meant this. Like, no, you didn't quantify the no. situation. I love a good game of Never Have I Ever. I think it's a great way to uh Have you ever had sex up. in public, Reagan? Yeah, like in cars. Yeah. When I was I had, younger. I like a hot tub. Yeah. In a campsite. Hot tub site. Yeah. I mean, not I like... Not like in a restaurant. Not like as a show. No. <laughs> Which as I a think is... a show of your own. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what I haven't done. Like, I haven't been to the bathrooms in a restaurant and had sex. No, I haven't done that either. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. It's not... The show's not about us. Um No. But yeah, I didn't hate, we didn't hate Cameron. And then they head off to the elephant sanctuary, which brought up all sorts of emotions. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, I'm so torn with Leanne because there are times when I just want to cuddle her and I feel like me and maybe everybody else don't realize just how broken she is. Like when she was interacting with that elephant, like I was in, I was almost in tears watching Dallas this morning because it's just like, there is something so, so, so broken inside Leanne that I don't think she's even scratched the surface of it. And it and it just makes me sad that that would happen to somebody. I, I, I feel like the empathy she's showing the elephant is the empathy I sometimes want to show her. She, of course, fucks it all up and, like, does something crazy in my next <laughs> thing. So for me, I'm very emotionally, like, torn with Leanne. I want to cuddle her and then punch her in the neck at the same time sometimes. But um, I think you're right. I think there is an element of her being so fundamentally broken on some level that she's not really even aware of. Or, or I mean, she's aware of it, but I don't think she's really figured it out by any means. Um, no. And I do get the empathy, but it is very hard to It empathize. is hard. Like, she does yeah. make it really difficult because while I fully appreciate that she's broke, like it, Brandy nails it. Like it just always, the narcissism is yeah. never ending. And there but are I've, plenty of people who are really broken that, that perhaps don't behave like that. So, and I know that it's a result, her, that behavior yeah. as well is a result right. of the issue, but it's still very hard to want to be, give her a warm and fuzzy cuddle. No, absolutely. I think for me, I felt that the elephant sanctuary triggered her in ways that she didn't expect. 
Yeah. And so we saw some very real emotion and she wasn't talking about it in terms of herself. She was talking about her, like I felt the way she talked about the elephant sanctuary has kind of been the best way that that's been connected where she's just like, you know, which they're just like, if you can ride on them, they're just so broken and just starts crying. Like I felt like that was real, like triggered emotion, not an opportunity to talk about myself. I think she does the opportunity to talk about myself later on, but I just felt like in that moment there was actual real triggered behavior. I do do agree with you. And I, and I think the sad thing is is that the time that she, the time she manipulates that, the times that she does like make it about her just serve to undermine those real times. And I, you can see it in Deandra's face. She sat right next to her. She could reach out and give her a cuddle, but she's like, I just can't deal with this shit anymore. Right. So, it's she's her own worst enemy, and I I do feel for her, but um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that they went to like a kosher elephant sanctuary as well. Like yeah. I'm glad they went fucking riding them and doing all of that stuff. Like I was worried that that's what we were going to see, and thank God it right. wasn't. Yeah, no, it was it was a uh, classier development, a classier affair. But I think what still kind of bothers me is like. I've written something down and now I can't really figure it out. I wrote down that Carrie refuses to see what was wrong. Oh, because she says like there's no excuse for how you handle things. But I think Carrie is thinking about normal people, how normal people deal with things. And Leanne is not a normal person, so she is not going to deal with them that way. And I just feel like you kind of have to know that about her and expect it. Like I don't expect her to act in a rational like sit down, let's have a chat about it way. Like you shouldn't either. Like just expect that it's going to go wrong and plan accordingly almost. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Don't you have poke to the bear. Leanne to, yeah, you have to hold Leanne to a slightly different standard. And while it might not be fair, I think there's a way to handle her. Like, absolutely. You know, we know what she's like by now. Um, and yeah, and then they head off to what do they do next? Do they do the they lady go to. The, they go to the Lady oh, Boy show. Cabbages and condoms. And cabbages and Let's condoms. Talk about that. <laughs> so, uh, this is what really confused me. When they turned up to cabbages and condoms, I thought that was like the sex show, but that was just a restaurant. It was the restaurant that Travis just recommended. Restaurant. Just a restaurant that promotes safe sex in Thailand with their use of like condoms all over oh, the place. Oh, I missed that bit. I felt like it was like a weird hard rock cafe. Like for condoms, hard, hard rocks. <laughs> you like what I did there? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the Hard Rocks Cafe called Cabbages and rocks Condoms, where the food is always going to let you down, but the ambiance yeah. is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, I did not know what to do with that restaurant, but it was. I, I was like, where are the pong, where are the ping pongs? I was like, if it's called Cabbages and Condoms, surely the ping pongs are here, but apparently right. not. Apparently, that's just what restaurants are called. Um, no. But then we do go see the Lady Boys. Yeah, they don't. go to the Lady Boys show, which turned into the live sex show that they had the front row seat for. And I, I really loved Cameron like drawing the pictures of what <laughs> happened. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I'm no, I'm no prude. Brandy's no prude. None, you know. I think that's probably a lot for anybody to see. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like. I wish they'd let cameras in. Obviously, even if they did, they wouldn't have been able to show it on Broadway no. TV. But, um, but yeah, I feel for them. I feel like a few eyes were opened. Uh, Absolutely. Poor Cameron, even with Cameron, like as much as I really, you know, get annoyed by her prissiness, like I did feel for her a little bit. I was like, this girl is not built to accept to to see these things. 
No, but they all hung in there for that one. Like they were all there. They watched the show. They all kind of left at the same time. And then they go to the ping pong shows afterwards. And that's where, that's where Carrie and Cameron like run out the sound effects of those clips was fucking brilliant. Bravo. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Um, I didn't realize. I love that at the ping pong shows, they give you a paddle, a ping pong paddle. I didn't either. And it kind of makes me want to go. I really want to go. Is it wrong? I don't know. I love you. This is why we're friends. I know. This is why we're friends. Why would you not go? Like, just go see it. I don't know. And then why would you? My question is, why would you be so much more offended by that versus maybe what you like saw earlier with the live sex show. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I think when you hear ping pong show, you you can look it up online. There's a thing called the internet. You can look it up and decide whether you want to go or not. You don't even need to. It does what it says on the tin. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, the paddles are a twist, a twist yeah. that I totally appreciate, but. <laughs> it's genius. It's genius. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think you know what you're setting yourself up for. If you're in Thailand and you're in Bangkok and you're going to see a ping pong show. I mean, let's not be so. But Leanne, this is the moment where Leanne really fucking winds me up again. Because I'm like, yeah, what now? What is it? Are you mad about the ethical nature of the sex shows? Are you like, what is it? Why are you so raging? And we know why she's raging because Carrie and Cameron are getting on and she's jealous as fuck. Absolutely. And I think we're going to see more of it next week. I think um, we we see at the end of the episode where like uh, Cameron gets home because she just had to pee. And Leanne keeps going on and on about this being a bad part of town. I mean, these women are surrounded by security. No, she's just manipulating the situation. She's just making everybody else want to go home. She's like a toddler. You know, when toddlers are acting out and you're like, this isn't about the fact that I've given you a green plate. Like, this is not what the tantrum's about. The tantrum's about something else that you're not emotionally intelligent yet enough to, like, figure out, put your finger on and go, that's what this is about. And that's what Leanne's doing. Like, this is about Carrie and Cameron, but she can't figure that out. So she's just lashing out and getting mad. Yeah. She's having a tantrum. No, and this is where, like, the puncher in the throat thing comes from. The very racist comments about Carrie's ethnicity. That I can't even call casual racism. Like it's 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 racism. It's, no, it's there's racist. nothing casual about it. It's it's gross. It needs to stop. It comes out way too easily for this to be the first time. And that's a really good point. It comes out yeah. really easily for her. It's like every other sentence with her, and she did it last week when it's like the Mexican. Are you strong? You know, it's, right? There is an inherent racism in in Leanne that is. It doesn't matter how hard she's trying to suppress it. It's there and it's coming out. Um, can we yeah. also just talk about briefly how wonderful Brandy is on sleeping pills? And also, where can I get where oh can I get gosh. those sleeping pills? I love her. And, you know, again, like, this is when I also like Cameron as well. Like, Cameron just, just like, having a good time, not being judgy McJudge pants, and just relaxing a little bit. This is the Cameron I want to see all the time. Because I yeah. actually, I like this Cameron. And, and I, I will go full tilt. I like this relaxed Chilled Fun. out. Chilled out Cameron that's not worried about bullshit, like, social stuff that is just being a girl, having a good time. I think the I thing like with that Cameron, Cameron is that she she's she's just not a good fighter, so she finds herself in a conflict. She just fights badly, and she comes off yeah. really badly, and it's not a good look for her. But when she's not in conflict and she's just there being sweet and nice, then she is 
she's like she's likable. She's likable. Kind of likable. Yeah. I nearly choked. It's on okay. That, I, I know. know. You look like you're in physical pain. I know. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. So uh I think we'll catch up with them next week. We're definitely going to see more of the crazy Leanne. And um, I think she makes Cameron cry, which I'm not a big Cameron fan, but I don't think it's cool to try to make anyone cry. Especially when it's clearly nothing. Like, I don't think think this uh, is anything to do with something Cameron's done. This is just Leanne lashing out. This is like Leanne with Kelly-itis, just trying to spit something on that because she doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. No, it's got to go somewhere, and I think it's going to land on Cameron. So we're going to see that next week. We are. Cool. But that brings us to an end. We, uh, we've had a lot of shows this week. Um, we only have three more episodes of The O.C., and then we'll do a mini-sode about the reunion. So we've only got three more weeks with, I think, maybe three, two more weeks of those ladies. And that'll be our third mini-sode, which will be the OC reunion. So um, we will also be bringing in, in January, Vanderpump Rules. So if that's one that you enjoy, Kat hasn't been a frequent watcher of Vanderpump Rules. I have been a diehard from the beginning. So um, we'll catch Kat up. Yeah, well, what we're going to do, I'm just going to jump in on the new season. And then we'll just go from there. You, de- you don't need to be crazy and like you go all the way back You can fill in the backstory for me if I need it's it. It's not that complicated. <laughs> boy shags girl, boy shags other girl, girl gets yeah. lost with girl. Yeah, kind of and it's all, Lisa Vander- it's all Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, so, you know, there's a touch well, of a Lisa in there too. I'm excited. Um, so if you have anything to say about something that we said this week, any comments or anything like that, I did get a little bit salty in the middle there. Apologies there. Um, then feel free to get in touch with us at usual places. You can find us across all the social media things. And if you listen to our outro, you'll get all of that. And you can also email us at hey at TV, my husband hates, uh, com. Thank you so much for sticking with us. I'm sure the episode will sound wonderful because Jimmy is a genius. But let me tell you, it's been a little bit of a slog for us, hasn't it, today? It, it, it's It's been an episode. But thank you guys for <laughs> hanging in there. Thanks for listening to us again. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sin. Holy for holies.